Welcome to Two for Brew, the podcast where we do the hard work for you by tasting beers all over the Inland Empire. Uh, and we've been to a new microbrewery, Solar- oh, sorry, I'm sorry, I want to say Solario, it's Solorio, uh, Solorio Brewery in uh, Rancho Cucamonga. Located at 9395 Farron Boulevard, Sweet K. And I have to say they do a really good job with their signage. Uh, as you're approaching because it's kind of tucked back in there. Yeah. You know, a lot of these places, they want to be sort of in an industrial area and it's a little off the beaten path. Uh, well worth the, 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 the find though. You want to yeah. make the effort to go there. I think follow uh, the signs. Yeah. Follow the signs. It's funny. We were talking about their webpage because their webpage does not on the homepage have the address, but they have a link yeah. to click for navigation. and It takes you right into Google maps so you can find it that way. Um, but if you go to their to their uh, beer menu at the top of their beer menu page, they actually do have the address, and it's yeah, uh, yeah th- the ninety three ninety five Farron Boulevard, as you said, Sweet K. Yeah. But as you come off of Ninth Street onto Farron, uh, is it Farron Boulevard? No, you turn onto something else. Yeah, and then Farron. then you kind of jump over an angle. Anyway, he's got signs up uh, <laughs> on your way in, and then um, on that homepage too, they've got explicit directions. And if you follow the map link, um, that'll get you there. Um, and now, uh, when as we, you said, it's when worth, we, worth the trip. When we got there, we actually were uh, greeted by uh, Raul Solario, who is um, the owner. And right. uh, he and his wife are the owner's operators. And it sounds like they just have a couple other people that work for them. Um, and they're there. That's their business. Yeah. And we had a really nice time chatting with him and talking about the beers and getting to know him a little bit. Yeah, which I always they have like a beer that, tender you know? that comes in in the evenings to help out because, you know, as it gets busier get in the busy. evenings, especially like on, uh, uh, you know, I'm sure uh, Fridays and weekends and stuff, it gets, uh, yeah. you know, as as most of the um, brew pubs that we've been to are. They they tend to get busier at that time of day. And, uh, yeah, but it's, it, yeah, I think you're right. It, you know, it's it, like a lot of places, it's a family business. It's it's a small business and uh you know it's uh, so you can feel good about supporting something local it's not yes. one of not one of the places that's been bought up by some big corporation or something they're uh they're still doing it on their own and making their own decisions locally and for our people our people our listeners who have animals if you're a dog lover very 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 dog yeah. friendly i think we, we were, were the only ones yeah. there without a dog we were the only ones there dogless yeah and then you looked at me like i'm supposed to provide the dog I yeah, said, but you've uh, got a dog. What do you? I mean, <laughs> so my mine are more um, uh, portable though um, yeah. than yours. Yours is a big, big puppy. Um, although that pounds. said, I, that said, I think the smallest dog there was uh, was probably you know sixty plus pounds. I mean, they were, you know. Oh, I take that back. I take that back because the one guy yeah. had the giant. Uh, he looked like a pit bull mastiff blend or yep. something. It was a ginormous sweetheart of a dog. But then he had a little rescue, um, uh, like wiener dog mix. That so he had two dogs, and and she, yeah. she, the smaller one was the female. She was, uh, she was pretty tiny, but uh, and afraid of her own shadow. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, you know what? I think I think that the big one was just so rambunctious. He was he still had puppy brain. That yeah. she, um, you know, if if he'd have walked uh, walked the bigger ones away and left the the smaller one like on her leash attached yeah. to the chair or something, I absolutely believe I would have gotten her to to you know to 
you know, nuzzle up and say hi and gotten been more comfortable. Yeah. I, th- I think she's afraid to get stepped on when the big one starts getting excited. Um, exactly. So she, she backs off a little bit because this was a ginormous dog. I mean, not the highest shoulders or anything, but just, I mean, barrel chested, giant head, big, big puppy. Um, what yeah. a sweet well, and there was a, a good good sized labradoodle that was there oh, yeah. as well. Was... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. The, a, a finer body, but much taller at the shoulder, and, and a really yeah. good sized dog. Yeah, it's a, it's a sweet dog. Smallish, smallish horse, you know. Yeah, large... therein with the curly hair and all. So, but just and, and you know what, the people there too, the, the the owners of all the pets were just super nice. We had really nice yeah. conversations with uh, with just about every group there. I think, uh, which I guess is so. That's a cool thing too. You know. Us. <laughs> we, 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 we like going for the, the beer, right? That's the mm-hmm. whole purpose of this. But we often end up meeting people and just having great conversations. Mm-hmm. And this is what I love about the this, this small microbrewery environment right. is that generally the people who go there are very friendly you know, people. And they often will bring their pets, which is a great sure. conversation starter. They almost and, always uh, say, have you been to? And then mention the name of a different place, too, so that we can yes. try other places. And that's actually led us to... To lots of discoveries and and other locations, yeah. we got several good leads while we were there that we're probably going to yes. see in the next uh, month or two. So, Be- so before we get into it, though, I do want to say that this podcast discusses adult beverages in detail. It's intended for those of legal drinking age. Please drink responsibly. If you have a drinking problem or think you have a drinking problem, please go to aa.org for more information. And there you go. Thank you, brother. Bada bing. Um, so let's talk about the beer because we had a beer. wonderful beer experience. Mm-hmm. Um, they have flights of six, mm-hmm. and so we got uh, two flights. So we tried twelve beers, yeah. uh, tasters, and and uh, I, we had some really interesting beer yeah. experiences. Yeah. Here. Now uh, their their tasters uh, are in four ounce four ounce plastic cups, and they and, and they they put them in a a uh, like a cardboard food tray, and they number the the food tray. So they set on top of the numbers in there, and that that's the delivery system for. Uh, yes. a flight when you buy a pint you get a pint glass that's glass um uh they also by the way had not only a high um like bar seating but they also had lower seats and tables with seat backs for for people like me who are, are obsessive about having a back to my chair yes and so um so there was more comfortable seating as well as you know higher up seating which you know that's also nice sometimes to sit up in a bar but the bar stools didn't have backs on them whereas the lower chairs did in their location and, and as a so, lot of these places do, they have indoor and outdoor seating. Right, um, nice and patio they, area. And they had the outdoor heaters, um, mm-hmm. so that you know, as it gets cooler in the evening to whatever, they turn the heaters on, and so you you're not going to be cold outside. You yeah, know, so they, yeah. They, as they it got busier, I think as it got busier, they were going to expect more. In fact, I think wasn't it last night they were hosting a a, 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 a comedy night and yes. so they were going to have comedians and doing some stand-up and stuff so i think that probably would have been fun we were there earlier and didn't hang around for that yeah uh, but it was a cool day yesterday and i'm sure as the evening grew on it was going to be cool too so having that outside seating with the heaters makes that usable because i think it would have been a little uncomfortably chilly to sit yes. out you know if you're up moving around it's probably not too bad but if you're just sitting um uh, that can be a little rough. They also don't uh, serve food directly, but they do have uh, food vendors that come in on weekends, so on Fridays and Saturdays. And they have a calendar up in the bar, so you can see who's what's going on in subsequent weekends and what the food vendors are that are scheduled. So yes. um, if you uh, are a fan of a specific vendor, you can see if they're going to be there. So, Todd, so. our first beer that we tried was something called the Queen's Bee's Knees, and it's a honey cream ale. Honey cream ale, uh, six point five. Honey, give me the cream ale, please. Six point five ABV. Yeah. Um, 
what were your thoughts on this beer? Um, you know, I thought it had a very malty nose. In fact, I was surprised because uh, for an ale, it tasted more malty than I expect. Ales tend to me to be a little hoppier. Yeah. Um, you know, there was a little bit of a tartness right at the front, but it was just a very nice malty finish. It was very um, uh, well blended, and uh, and it was you know a, a kind of a nice honey color. I mean, the, the honey really looked it looked like like a nice yeah. amber honey, not a dark honey, you know, because you get those honeys that are almost brown. So it was that 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 golden amber color that that you get in a very clear beer. Um, you know, no haziness to this at all. Yeah, um, I liked it a lot. I thought the smell was excellent. In fact, I think uh, the, more than any place I've been, you know, of all the places we've been, uh, he he seems to get the smell right. You know, on the front right. end, and then and then the taste almost always locks in with that smell. There were a few cases where I didn't feel like it did as well. But, um, you know, I gave this um, like four, four and a half across the board for smell, feel, taste, and finish. I just thought this was wow. a really good beer. I gave it a four and a half on this. I, was, I really liked it a lot. Um, okay. Ironically, uh, I ended up liking something else more, even though I didn't score it as high. So we'll talk about that. <laughs> right. <laughs> So for me, this was an issue. I, I love the idea mm-hmm. of honey and beer, mm-hmm. and I have uh, an idea of what I think that should taste like yeah. for me, and I've never quite gotten that taste. And I've had lots of places yeah. who've done different mixtures of honey and beer, and I've never quite gotten what I think I want it to be. Right. And I'm just going to say this one started off really nice for me. I liked – like you, I liked the nose on this one. I thought that that scent was really perfect, um, and the, the start of the taste was really good. Um, but the mid taste and the finish were a little strong for me, really, and not really my vibe. And I got kind of an it was an odd flavor, uh-huh. and I couldn't quite. For me, I felt like the honey and the beer were fighting each other a little bit. And yeah. so uh, uh, this this one actually, I was a little disappointed because I kind of, like I said, I had a thought in my head of what I was going to get, and it just didn't match. And so I gave this one a two and a half. Oh wow! And and this was honestly my lowest score of the day. And it was my first beer, and I thought, oh boy, you know, am we gonna have? Am I gonna be having a rough day today? Uh-huh. Um, and but here's a funny thing too: is I went back and tasted it again after I'd had some of the other beers, and I liked it a little bit more. So I probably right. would bump it up to a three. Right. But See, and I, first... I I went four, four and a half. I mean, I, that's <laughs> I have the the four star right? with the half slash in there. So it's I I liked it a lot. Um, you know, I I get what you're saying. You know, in my mind, I always think back. There, there was a pretty poor Robin Hood movie with Kevin Costner, you know, back yeah. in, in the 90s, I think it was. Yeah. And there was a scene in there where the gentleman who played <laughs> Friar Tuck talks about the, the you know, God's gift of honey and, and <laughs> why it's God's gift is because we can make mead with it. <laughs> You know, and and yes. uh, and I always think about that and go like that to me. I, I want that mead, right? Yes. Um, I want to know what that is. And so when you get like a honey beer, in my mind, that's it's painted a picture of me, you know, uh, mentally me. of what it should be. Okay. And uh, uh, you know, and I thought this actually was relatively close. I mean, it, to me, it wasn't a strong taste of honey. Yeah. It was just a hint of honey to me, um, and it wasn't uh, overpowering. And so I actually liked this quite a lot. Well, I, like I said, it started really nice for me. It just for some reason on the end, the mid taste and the the, the the finish didn't didn't sit right with me. Um, right. But the good news is, is like I said, it, that was this is my my low one for today, and everything after this was like wow. And the next one is the one that really I think knocked my socks off um, in in a really interesting way. Right. It was a, a, Mex- a Mexican lager, and um, uh, I, on their menu here online they they call it Got Soul. Uh, mm-hmm. S O L, 
And uh, but I don't remember seeing that. I think it just said Mexican Lager on. Yeah, there. didn't I, I don't remember seeing Got Soul on the chalkboard where the, you know they have a chalkboard yeah. as a lot of places do. A segmented chalkboard is your um, uh, your uh, menu on the behind the bar. And I don't remember the Got Soul either. Well, it's Got Soul yeah. with a question mark. So it's like okay. right. Yeah. So this one's an ABV of five. This one was a really nice golden yellow, extremely fine right. carbonation with a really light head. I thought it had this really sweet crisp flavor um and a very light sort of corn aftertaste and and this is going to sound so silly but it it evoked a uh, a taste memory for me of having a bowl of cornflakes when i was a kid mm-hmm. okay well first of all i i was i was there when you were a kid and you never had cornflakes you had frosted flakes <laughs> okay well I'm just saying yeah. that this is this I know what triggered, you mean, though. I'm teasing you. But the, 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 yeah. the, the, the way he did this with the corn, mm-hmm. uh, it just – there was something really nice about it. Yeah. It just sat so perfectly with me. I gave this one a four and a half. I, so after the, 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 the Queen's Bees, not really working for me, yeah. I then had this one. It was like my eyes light, light, lit up. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, for me, this one, um, well, first of all, I had marked this one. It was pale. It was much more pale than the Queen's Bees, the, which yes. was more ambery yellow color. This was a very pale, almost champagne-y color, okay. um, but there was a yellowness to it. It, was, it wasn't it was as ambery as the as yeah. the Queen's, uh, uh, the Bees' Knees. The, um, to me, there was not a whole lot of smell to this one, but I thought that there was a great middle taste and mouthfeel. Um, you know, it was uh, not yeah. overcarbonated. Um, but there was just uh, on first taste, there was to me a little bit of a, like a metallic on the finish. Um, and that's why I went back and sipped some more and ended up really liking it a lot. But, uh, because of that initial taste, I actually gave it a three and a half as opposed to a four and a half. Ironically, and I'll, I'll, you know, spoil it right here. That's the one I went back to at the end. Um, you know, I really liked it a lot. Um, but. I, you know, in comparing it to some of the best Mexican lagers that we've had in other places, I would give this a, a, a second place. It is very, very good. I liked the Mexican lager at one other place a little bit more. And yeah. people can go back and listen to some of our shows if they want to figure out which one that is. I'm not going to call anybody <laughs> out. But this was a very good beer. And he yeah. said it's his, his top seller, and it's not too hard to figure out why. Yeah. No, he does a really nice job with this yeah. one. Um mm-hmm. Really, you know, we talk about like the all day drinker. This is the beer you could just sit with all day and just it's a really nice, nice beer. It's not heavy at all. Right. Um, really flavorful. Yeah. Right. Good beer. Yeah. This good, is a Mexican beer. lager that blows away anything that you're going to get in a can with, uh, you know, imported from Mexico. <laughs> yeah. Thank <laughs> For the you. most part. You know, I, I, you. I think that, um, you know, hands down, this was just really well done. Um, yes. Yeah. So the next one on our list is yeah. the Dios del Sol. This is a blonde mm-hmm. ale, AB, ABV 5.3. Yeah. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, I'm not generally a fan of blonde ales. Yeah. Right? That's not that's not my vibe. Um, but this one had, again, a really nice uh, nose to it, a nice scent. Mm-hmm. Uh, a not too hoppy, kind of really smooth and flavorful. Yeah. Um, again, I think he got that carbonation just right. and. I, I felt like this is another one of those sort of all-day drinkers where you could right. just sit here with this one and sip on this and just really tasty, nice beer. Right. Um, yeah, really, really kind of struck me because, again, I'm not someone who generally likes a blonde. Yeah, I, I, just... I actually said to me it felt it was similar to a light beer, and I don't mean that in a bad way. It was just yeah. it was it was a very light beer. There was not, not a real strong scent. 
Um, you know, there was nothing particularly outstanding in the flavor one way or the other. It was very balanced, but there was nothing off-putting. Yeah. It was just, it was a very, a very pale, again, clear beer. Um, I gave it a three. Yeah, so I, yeah. I give it a three and a half. You know, a lot of times for me with the blonde, the the scent will turn me off a little bit. Yeah. You know, it's, they're a little too hoppy, a little too mm-hmm. harsh on the nose. Yeah. And this one, again, it, it, you're like you said, it, was, it wasn't extreme. It was mm-hmm. really nice right down the middle. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I, I with you. I think that you know, too often a blonde ale comes off as a watered down IPA, yeah. and this was not that. It was it was a, something of its own, you know, and yeah. and, and well done. Um, you know, it was just, uh, I guess, nondescript is for me. It was like there wasn't a whole lot of character. It was, yes. you know, and I guess that's its character is it doesn't have a whole lot of character. So it was something that was, um, you know, uh, drinkable <laughs> because of that. I guess, yes, you know. So, so Todd, our next our next couple of beers, mm-hmm. we jumped over to the dark side. Yeah, yeah. You want to talk about this? Next yeah. One? Well, I want to say something too. You know, he told us that he had some queued up, especially uh, he has a red queued up coming for uh, for oh, yeah. um, St. Patty's Day. Um, but while we were there, you know, normally we go from like the lighter beers to some reds and browns, and then we go into like porters yes. and stouts. And uh, there was no red or brown. There wasn't that kind of middle ground, uh, and that's just because of the brewing cycle right now. So. Um, you know, if you head back over there, um, you know, as we get closer to St. Patrick's Day, you'll see uh, some different things that are available on the taps. So the next one yes. up was a toasted coconut porter, 6.1 ABV. And, oh, my gosh, I literally wrote down smells like Hawaiian Tropic. The coconut smell <laughs> was amazing. And, and it was like this nice kind of... Sweet, toasty. I mean, literally like Hawaiian Tropic. I, I, you'd swear he put suntan lotion in his beer if you were just, right. you know, had your eyes closed and were smelling it. But then when you taste it, it's not like you get overwhelmed with coconuttiness. You know, it was a fruity um, to kind of a nutty mid-taste highlighted with the coconut overtones throughout the whole thing. Um, I felt, though, it was a little bit of a burnt finish with, uh, you know, just I felt like it was the, it was a little over over-toasted for me. Um, yeah. But this was a very dark beer. Um, the smell, I gave it a four and a half for smell, or maybe even a five for smell. It was just, it was yeah. it was really good. Uh, Mouthfeel and taste were okay. I thought the finish was a little weak. I ended up giving it um, a three and a half. So I gave it a four overall. I really like this. This is, this is clearly a dessert beer. This is right. not something, it's a heavier beer, um, you know, uh, but it's, but a, a really smooth flavor. I thought that the balance of this beer was pretty solid. Right. Um, uh, you know, you, you called the the back end burnt. I, I, you know, the finish kind of having a burnt finish. I'm not sure that that's what I got. It, yeah. Um, you know, there's kind of a little coffee note at the end, mm-hmm. and I think that's you know that's what I got from that. Mm-hmm. But um, I felt like the blend with the the coconut <laughs> was just perfect. Well, if you drink crappy coffee that's been over roasted, then you're used to that burnt taste. <laughs> But I'm well, just as picky when it comes to my coffee as I am uh, with my beer. So well, I don't I don't uh, drink coffee at all generally. Yeah, so I know. Um, but yeah. this, but I like this one. And I've been um, spoiled I, ever since our trip to Hawaii. I've only yes. been drinking, uh, um, you know, a, a born and born and bred Kona coffee uh, right. that I get shipped from the roasters from the from the plantation. Um, and so, yeah, nice. anytime I taste coffee elsewhere, I go, eh. <laughs> right. Well, I, anyway, I, we, I, we both we beer. both really like this. But yeah. the next one also was a dark beer. Right. So what's the next one? On yeah, our so list, huh? we hit a couple stouts coming off of that one, off the off the porter. And so uh, the S'mores Stout, 
uh, is 5.8 ABV. This to me had, uh, yeah, in fact, you, uh, I wasn't sure about the smell, and then you said the right word, and as soon as you said it, it was like, yep, that's it. It's the marshmallows. It's the yep. s'mores, and the mar- it's the marshmallow s'mores. Um, you know, it was, uh, I want to say, a mild stout in that it wasn't overwhelming. There was no sense of burnt or over-roasting, uh, yep. but it was just a really drinkable. And see, comparatively speaking, I thought this was a much better touch on getting a dark beer because I didn't get that sense of burning or anything or over-roasting. Yep. Uh, with yep, it. Yep, and yet, yep. if you compared them, they both looked like, like you know, the same. I mean, they were dark. I mean, you just you, almost no light gets through, right? These are these right. are, are dark beers. Um, again, smell four and a half or five. It was just you know amazing smell, uh, mouthfeel, taste were really good. This one I thought the finish was much better. I gave this one a four. Um, I really liked so this one. I gave this one a four and a half, and I'll tell you that when I smelled it and got that strong marshmallow scent, I thought to myself, "Oh my god, this is going to be a disaster." Yeah. I thought I really thought this was going to be one of those overly sweet right. uh, beers, um, and Not it wasn't. Was there. And it no. was no, it was. It had a very sort of soft uh, mouthfeel. Right. Um, you got the flavors without getting the the, the sugar rush, mm-hmm. um, and it just it worked so well. And I, I, there's real right. genius here, real talent in in making well, again, a beer the smells, like this. The smells. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, and that sets the taste buds up, right? If you've got the right yep. smell and and somehow he gets those smells just so impressively well, you know? right? Um, you know when it's when he says it's s'mores, you go, "Yep, that's a, that, I, I smell the yeah. marshmallows." You know, you get the almost the as well, it finishes, you get the the graham cracker. I mean, you just it's there, it, it's in there. There and was, it, and and it was like a, a a dark chocolate sort of flavor that mm-hmm. really works well in a beer, right? right. Like. So you hear different people doing chocolates, and sometimes they work. Sometimes this one worked with all of those flavors in there. Yeah, and man, but didn't come I just, off tasting sweet. You know, it, nope. it had the flavors, but it still was a beer. Yes, yeah, that was yeah. The, the amazing thing about Ge- it. Genius, yeah. genius, genius. Yeah. Four and a half yeah. from me. Yeah. Um, the, Great the touch only there. the only thing again is this is not like a, like I say an all day drinker. This is something you probably want a small, you know, maybe, yeah. maybe a pint of, but it. It's a it's a heavier beer. It's not yeah. something you're going to sit and this have is like all day an long. after dinner drink, right? Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. But sitting what, sitting by the... the fire, looking out at the snow type of drink. Except that we're in Southern yes. California, so we can look at a picture of snow, maybe. Yeah. But, um, but what a revelation! Though. I mean, this right. really was just uh, right. top of the list of yeah. really great beer. Well, yeah. and then we roll into the next one, the PB and J Stout. Now, peanut butter and jelly. Now we we both debated. We smelled it without tasting. We smelled it and said. What kind of jelly is it? And uh, and we both came up with well, we we both kind of went to grape initially, but said that's not yeah. quite right, you know. Yeah. A, and then and then you, I had my back to the board. You kind of cheated and glanced over and said raspberry. And yep, yeah. that's it. That's it. Absolutely, it was raspberry jelly, and and it was I thought again, just the nose on this thing was just astounding. It was really really good, right? Um, and and very very drinkable for what is is i would expect to be a des- dessert beer i felt like this one was even more drinkable than the s'mores in that i could see this not being a dessert beer that you could have more of this again yeah very very dark um i gave this one uh, a five for smell and mouthfeel and a four and a half for taste and finish i ended up giving it a four and a half overall um but uh i was again just surprised at at the the way he hits all the senses, I just—it was just really right. well done. So this this was a really interesting beer for me. 
Um, I, I thought it had a great start, but at the finish, the that raspberry flavor was just a little too strong for me. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I, I ended up marking it down just a little bit because of that. So I gave it a three and a half. Um, uh, I think for me that the berries kind of overpowered the beer mm-hmm. a little bit too much at the end. But I thought that the flavor. You're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I get you. I, I, I get what you're saying. Good. I get what you're saying. Yeah. I thought the flavors um, were good. Again, the artistry of it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. You know. Yeah. This wasn't this wasn't your typical fruit beer. Like no. you really did get the peanut butter and the, mm-hmm. it, it, he blended all of those flavors together really nicely. Yeah. But I just felt like at the end that that the raspberry was just a little little overpowering for me. Yeah. But I'm amazed. I'm amazed by what he's able to do here. Really yeah. interesting. It, it, you want to these beers that we just talked about. These stouts. You kind of want to go there just to try those. Just to yeah. give them because they're really interesting. Like you're yeah. not going to get those beers. You know, anywhere yeah. else. Yeah, if you get a flight, you know, just just picking up each each little glass and and smelling it before you make sure you <laughs> t- get a, right? get a good nose on it and smell it before you take a taste of it because it that's quite it, that really enhances the experience and he just does. does that so so well such a nice touch there. Right. Uh, our next one up is a Blue Lagoon Blueberry Blonde. Boy, gonna say that a lot. Blah, the blue, right. blah, blah, blah. Um, and it's a five point three ABV. Um, and I gotta say. Following the ones that we just had, I was a little disappointed because it didn't smell as much as yeah. I expected. Having just smelled and had these other beers that had just really, uh, uh, you know, bouquet of flavors, um, this one, the blueberry, was was um, a little bit more subtle. Um, and ironically, this one is also a, a fairly clear beer, <laughs> you know. And you think yeah. of blueberries, uh, the blueberries that I've had before, either the beer was very much stained with the bluish color in it, or they used a little bit darker beer to begin with. But because it's a blonde, um, I just didn't feel like that the blueberries were present as much as I had some of the flavors in the other beers. Um, so I didn't think it was quite as successful. It, there was nothing bad about it. I gave it a three. Um, uh, you know, a three and a half on, on, um, you know, the, the smell and the feel, you know, but I just felt like that the taste and the finish and stuff were, were solid, but, but having just had something that, that had kind of astounded my senses, you know, and this goes to order too. We've talked about that in the past. When you drink things in different orders, you might have a slightly different appeal or, or, or feeling on it. Um, um. Because so I was kind of looking forward to the blueberry being more blueberry, and it just yeah. it wasn't for me. So you actually had a conversation with one of the other patrons there mm-hmm. who had that had that beer, and so you guys had, and he he had an interesting take on it too. Yeah, yeah. Well, in fact, he agreed with me a lot in terms of yeah. yeah it didn't. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't as blueberry as he expected, and it's not like you want it to be overly blueberry. You want it to be balanced, yeah. but it's just the blueberry was kind of too subtle uh, for me. Yeah, you know. So for me, I, I also gave this one a three. Um, I was shocked that it looked just like a traditional beer. Yeah. You know, it didn't have any sort of blue kick coloring. Mm-hmm. Whenever I've seen anyone else with a blueberry beer, there's always got sort of a bluish tint or a darker right. sort of colored beer. Um, it had that that uh, blonde smell, the nose. I thought it was mm-hmm. hoppier. Um, I thought the start of this beer, the, the front end of it was the berry taste, but it finished kind of the, that bitter blonde. Mm-hmm. And again, as I said at the beginning of the show – I'm not really a fan of yeah. the blonde with the bitter. Yeah. And so, you know, I think that that was colored my experience a little bit. Um, I, there's not my, not my yeah. favorite sort of flavor profile, but I you, thought it was a, a good representation of the style of a blonde. Right. You've got to assume it's the Dios del Rio or Dios del Sol 
uh, blonde ale as the base, right? That's the blonde yeah. ale that then they, they infuse with the blueberry. Um, yeah. You know, he also did talk about the fact that he's not using colorings or anything, that he's actually creating, like, a mash of the berries and yep. and soaking that in and then, and then um, uh, you know, filtering out the 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 remnants the of the fruit and and making sure that the, that they doesn't leave too much sugars in it so that he's watching yeah. that very carefully to make sure that that converts to alcohol so that he doesn't you don't get that fruity juiciness from from it you want the essence of the flavor without the juiciness so he talked yeah. a little bit about his process which um is evident is evident in in most of the beers you know i just yeah. this one was uh it was there's literally nothing wrong with this beer it's a good beer it just Compared to some of the other ones, didn't didn't uh, wasn't quite as successful in my mind. So the the next beer on our list was one that you and I kind of had an interesting conversation around. It's mm-hmm. it's called the Sinful Porter, and it's supposed to be a blend of chocolate oatmeal cookie, and it's a six point two ABV. And you got upset <laughs> because you said. If you're going to have oatmeal cookies, it should be with raisin, not with chocolate chips. Yeah, my issue is that, that that oatmeal and chocolate aren't things that are supposed to go together. And although I know that there are people who, who eat such atrocities, an oatmeal cookie should have raisins or at the very least uh, like a, a cran uh, a craisin in it. But other than right. that, that's it. You should not put chocolate chips in a in a, an oatmeal cookie. You shouldn't put like butterscotch chips in an oatmeal Don't. Don't adulterate don't, a perfectly good go oatmeal cookie. Okay. <laughs> that so, said, my so, wife bakes up cookies like that every year at Christmas time because we got family members who specifically request chocolate chips or butterscotch chips in their oatmeal cookies. I just ask go. that she marks them clearly so that I don't accidentally put one in my mouth. Oh, poor Todd. Poor, poor <laughs> I know. Yes, yeah, such a first okay. world problem, right? So, so this is another dessert beer in my mind. Um, and the nose on this one had a really nice sort of dark chocolate mm-hmm. um, scent um, with that oatmeal. Um, and I thought it was really well, well balanced, well blended, yeah. um, and a little bit of coffee I, I got in there as well. Um, very smooth, very drinkable. Um, I liked it. I gave it a three and a half. Um, yeah. but you know, I think comparing, and again, very, very dark, um, but comparing it to the stouts, I, I would still go back and say that that s'mores stout was the, the standout of that bunch, but, uh, right. this one was pretty good. Pretty good. He's yeah. really good with the dark beers. He is. He is. You know, I thought this was a really good example of the style. It was not over roasted. Um, there was a slight sweetness that came from like the oats and the the cookiness of it. Um, you know, and 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 there was a really, I thought, a good solid finish. I didn't get that that uh, over roasting that I had with the uh, other porter that he had. Um, but I didn't think it was quite as strong as the PB and J and the S'more Stout, which I thought were both standouts. Um, I, ended yeah. up, I, 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 ba- I bounced back and forth three and a half, four. I, you know, I, I ended up, I think giving it a solid four on this one. You know, I mean, it was, it was nice. It was, I thought I, it was a good drinkable beer. It just, you know, I'll, I'll put it in that category of things that it wasn't, wasn't something that was necessarily in my wheelhouse compared to some of his other things. If I'd had an option, yeah. you know, if you've tasted, like we had two porters and two stouts there, if you're going to go for one of the, the, the uh, dark beers, you know, I think that the S'mores or the PB&J are both better choices, yeah. you know? Yeah. So the next couple of beers are are both with the citrus in them, and we kind mm-hmm. of decided we had to get both of these to sort of try them back to back and sort of right. have that comparison. And so the next one was a Blood Orange Double IPA, mm-hmm. and this was, I think, the highest ABV we had, 8.3? Yeah. yeah Is that def- the highest yes. one? Yeah, I think oh, yeah, by a fair margin. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this one had a real red color to it. Uh, mm-hmm. 
uh, with a strong citrus smell. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, the like blood orange was real that. obvious. You could see the red, yeah. reddish color of the. Um, uh, it looked like the fruit, the, the color of the fruit of a blood orange. Yes, it did. It did. Uh, so it had a nice citrus flavor, kind of an acidic start. I thought mm-hmm. um, it tastes. I I wrote that it tastes like biting into a juicy orange, um, mm. but it had a slightly bitter finish. But, yeah. but still was surprisingly nice. I mean, and and I say surprising because I don't like blood orange. Right. I, typically, if you give me blood orange anything, I'm like, no, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not a fan. Well, blood but orange is a pretty bitter here. fruit. Is a pretty yeah. bitter fruit. And and when you smelled it again, the the sensation of smell, I think I got more here than just about any place we've been. And and yeah. the the or, the blood orange smell, that sort of um, sour orange right on the front end, just set the tone. You know, yep. and when you taste it, you get that. In fact, I, you know, it's a double IPA, but it almost tasted like a sour to me because the blood orange prominence in there, yeah. um, you know, and, and, but to me, the finish kind of went away from like the, the fruit itself to almost the orange peel uh, taste. Like if you get like, okay. um, you know, uh, sometimes the end, there's recipes the that have, yeah, there's recipes where you're supposed to use a little bit of, uh, of the orange or lemon the peel. Um, yeah. And zest is yeah. what they call it, but it's the peel. Yeah. And, um, you know, that puts me off a little bit. It's just not my cup of tea. I don't like that, that kind of, yeah. um, you know, you'd call it tannic, you know, tannins in wine, that kind of, um, yeah. uh, uh, yeah, that's the only way I can describe it is it's, it's, you know, if you've had orange peel or, or lemon peel or, or a very tannic red wine, the, I don't like that sensation in my mouth all that much. So yeah. that didn't appeal to me. I gave this a three. I thought it was you know, it was for what it was. It was a re- reasonably good beer. So yeah, I mean, I you know, I gave it a three. Next up is a Tangerine Milkshake Hazy IPA. This is a six point nine five ABV, which was our second highest ABV of the day. Um, and boy, I felt like you just nailed the smell again. You know, it's like you right? close your eyes and you smell that, and you go like, oh yeah, tangerines. Um, but I felt it was more drinkable than the Blood Orange Double IPA was in that I, I didn't, I, I didn't get that that. Uh, that uh, orange zest taste or tangerine zest in this case taste at the end. I would agree. I, I thought this was a really a wonderful, uh, uh, wonderful beer. Um, uh, yeah. Walking that line, you know, we talk about when you start doing yeah. fruit infusions between being a juice and being a beer. Right. I thought the balance on this was great. That's that initial mm-hmm. smell was so nice. It was a sweeter citrus smell, right. uh, more, more orangey than the previous um, beer than the, uh, the blood orange. And I, a much sweeter start and finish that just really sort of carried right. through. Um, well, and he gets that creaminess because he, you know, he puts lactose yeah. in there to give it that. So it's a milkshake IPA, so that gives it that yeah. that smoother taste as well, which I think also takes off some of the rough edges of the citrus. You yes. know, sort of like a um, creamsicle. Um, you know, the yes. orange creamsicles. That's that's kind of the sense I got with this, and I thought that they did that really well. Um, and yet didn't lose the fat side of the fact that it's not a soda, it's a beer. So this this is interesting because he calls it a hazy, and it definitely has that hazy look, mm-hmm. but it's a really light hazy. Like sometimes in hazy, you can't, you know, it's it's like you can barely see through the beer, it's so hazy. Yeah. This one, it it really was just a yeah. light haze. It was a golden hazy. <laughs> it was. <laughs> but it was, it was yeah, color-wise, it was on the yellow end of the spectrum, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was. This was a very interesting and enjoyable beer, and and I think he even said going into them that that uh-huh. that this one was the better of the two, um, and and I think he he was right. I, I right. you know yeah, Citra Denali and Galaxy Hops is what he used here according to their um, their online menu, and uh, you know I just it it was um, just good selection. 
good selection um, yeah. as far as, you know, working with the the lactose and then the, the tangerine. It was, yeah, it was really yummy. Whereas I gave the um, the blood orange a two and a half to three-ish, this was a three. I ended up giving a three and a half. So I gave the blood orange a three and a half and I gave this one a four. Ah, okay. Well, I'm running and, a little lower than you on these two. Yeah. And, but this is unusual for me because I'm not usually a fan of, of, of these kinds of combinations. Mm-hmm. And yeah. again, I felt like, okay, th- this is an elevated version of this kind of beer. I really liked it. I'm like, okay, this is, this is good stuff. Yeah. I was having yeah. a good time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think at this point you were, you had already said a couple times, just a very subtle touch here. This was, this is a talent. Yeah. You know, and and we say he. I actually we didn't say he didn't. We didn't get into the specifics of whether it's he or his wife that do it, or if they take turns, or if they brew together. So we should give credit to both of them, yeah, as co-owners. Um, you know, right? Um, you know, she may be as involved as he is in terms of like actually brewing, or she may do the front house. I don't know how they divvy up the work, um, right? But they share their business, and they got some great products. They really um, do. So we have two beers left. The coffee lager is next yes. up. It was a five point one ABV. Um, and I felt like it was kind of a mild lager with a coffee infusion. It's interesting too, because a lot of times when they when we've had coffee infusions, they tend to do it in darker beers to do yep. it with a lager. Um, you know, it was a, a golden color, but a very clear beer. And it was definitely a golden color, not a brown color. Um, which visually, again, when people think coffee, they think darker beers. Yes, they um, do. And again, the nose was coffee. I mean, absolutely no doubt about it. It wasn't my Hawaiian Kona coffee that I love so much. I could tell it wasn't, but it was actually a very good smell um, and worked well with this beer. Um, you know, I thought that the finish was very coffee. It was like, to me, it was like the nose was coffee, then the mid was beer, and then the finish, you got the coffee again. And so it, they, he didn't lose the coffee in the beer or the beer in the coffee. You know, it was, it, they, they danced off of each other really well. And, and no burnt beans. No. No, it no. was it was very gentle, nice combination. Right. Yeah. yeah, no, of either kind. No burnt yeah. beans on the coffee side. No burnt beans on the on the beer side, which is I think part of the the, the downside of of trying to blend coffee into a darker beer a lot, because yeah. you've got two different roastings there, and either one of them can be a little over roasted and give you that that sense of burntness in it and and throw off the balance of the beer. And again, just a deft touch. I thought this was a well done. Yeah. Um, version of this beer. I gave it four overall. Um, I gave but... it four as well. I, and again, you know, coffee is not typically my thing, but the right. balance and the taste, it just, it all worked so well together. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I had, you know, kind of had a wow experience here. I'm like, okay, you yeah. know, uh, not what I thought I was going to get. And it really hit the mark. I'm very impressed. Very yeah. impressed. Yeah. Now last one, last, last one time I got to, I got to set this one up. Yeah. We saved uh, it for last. This was actually the first beer we selected, right? right? And, and after talking to him, because we said we always like to try something a little experimental, he's like, "Oh, you've got to." He got excited. Yeah. Well, you have to try the raspberry lemonade kettle sour. Right. And both of us are, you know, we've had some good sours, mm-hmm. but this is not. This is out of our comfort zone. It's not something that we gravitate to. Right. We don't come oh. in and say, "Okay, show me what you got with sours," you know? Yeah. Five point two ABV, uh-huh. and I thought this one looked like a pink champagne, mm-hmm. right? And it had a really a fruity kind of a smell to it. I thought that it, it drank a lot like a juice, right? Yeah. More than a more than a beer. Yeah. But it was a fantastic, a fantastic blend of flavors. Yeah, it was interesting because um, on our color scale, I put not applicable, and then wrote out light yeah. light reddish orange. <laughs> you know, it was yeah. like it doesn't really fit on a regular beer color scale because it doesn't look like no. a regular <laughs> beer color. Um, Pink champagne. Yeah. Pink champagne. Yeah. Yeah. Except um, it was. 
it, hazier than that, but it was that was the color. It was weird. Yeah, yeah I, you just yeah yeah. Uh, I put it was light and tasty. It had the sour finish. Very drinkable though, and and mm. often with sours, I have that pucker, and I'm not going back for more. It's just too too sour. This one was just that right amount. Right. I mean, just like okay. I could yeah. drink this. this yeah, this I mean, uh, my notes are great smell into a perfect sour finish. Um, fruitiness almost to the exclusion of a beer taste, but that's exactly what is advertised for an excellent sour. Yep. And, um, yep. and yeah, I gave it four and a half. Um, again, not my preferred style, but a really yeah. good representation of the style um, and, and well yeah. done. I think um, well, I had been one other place where I had a, a fruit sour that I liked uh, similarly. Um, uh, you know, and, and I think we've said that a couple times, but what's interesting is the places where I've had like a example of a beer somewhere else that I thought was as good or maybe slightly better, but there wasn't yeah. one place I could go to get that many of them. You know, he's got a whole bunch of them that right? I would say are right near the top of my favorites list. Um, wow. yeah. So unfortunately they're not close to the of... home. I have to drive a long way to get there, yeah. but if you live in the area, yeah, you so might want to try this... these guys. Go ahead. I, I gave this one a four. And I could probably easily go up to a four and a half on yeah. this uh, uh, raspberry lemonade kettle sour. Just a really delightful, delightful beer. Sour. Yeah. I was just, wow. Yeah. Again, yeah. You, not something you're going to drink a lot of. Um, you know, I mean, I guess if yeah. you really, really love sours, you would sit. But it's for me, it's a sipping drink. And it's it's uh, like an after dinner drink again, almost like an aperitif or something. You know, it's, it's, it's yeah. um, you know, because it has such strong flavor. Um, uh, and because of the, the, the sour, you know, sourness of it, you, it's almost like it cleanses your palate, right? Uh, it just like, you go, whoop. Yeah. Uh, anything else that was there is, is now so, kind of washed away. He sells this one in, um, uh, 16 ounce cans and it right. says limit two per customer. Yeah. And I'm wondering it's cause he has a limited amount of this. This is, uh, yeah. probably a special special blends so. yeah possibly um yeah. i would say you know frankly if if i were canning this and maybe he doesn't have the the uh equipment to do it this would be almost better off in a, in like an eight ounce can so if you're going to pour a 16 ounce can you might want to like share it with somebody um right or, or or i guess you know pour it a little bit and sip on it and then pour some put it back in the fridge and sip on some more um to keep it cool yeah. that way because it's just you know it, it, that's how i feel about sours i feel like sours are better off in in four or six ounce or, you know, four or five or six ounce pours than, than a, you know, full pint. Yeah. Me personally, that's how yeah, I, no, I I'm like it. it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, that was, it was pretty yummy. It was, uh, it was, uh, I think a revelation for both of us. Cause yeah, you know, we, we always kind of look at each other and go, well, do you want to try a sour? <laughs> what do you think about that? And, uh, you know, but every once in a while we get surprised right. and find one we really like. And uh, overall, I got to say that, so, you know, he just does such a really good job, you know, especially with the smells, which then set up the tastes. You know, the tastes are good. Yes. Um, yes. But the, the smells are, are amazing. You know, you 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 get uh, you, you engage more of your senses than you do at a lot of places. And I enjoyed that. I did, too. So I, I want to finish up our, our episode today by talking about the name and the logo of Sol Solo Rio yeah. Brewing Company. So he told us that originally they thought about naming it One River because Solo means one, Rio means river in Spanish, yeah. One River. Which is his last and, name. And, so. Yes, it's his last name. Um, and they went to a, a training uh, school for right. brewing in Colorado. Mm -hmm. And the guy who was uh, running the school kind of helps you with a whole bunch of aspects, not just the brewing. It's more for people yeah. who already know how to yeah. brew, but it's about the business side. The marketing, how to and run a business. Marketing. Yeah. 
Yeah, and uh, they ended up with a, a different one. And so their their logo has a beautiful sun in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Todd, when you first said the yeah. name, you said Solario. Right. I was thinking because because of, of solar, like the sun, right? Yes. Yeah, and he he corrected us and said no, it's Solario. Um, but the sun is part of his family's coat of arms. Yes, and, and I think it, it, it's a perfect match. It, it's and it's a the sun's got this nice smile. It's a really beautiful logo, and he sells yeah. uh, sh- like a lot of these places. He sells shirts and hats and you know, yeah. swag with their with their uh, logo on it. Yeah, and um, I was I was actually kind of tempted. I didn't buy one. I was tempted to buy one because I really kind of like the design and the colors. It's it's a it's a mm-hmm. nice logo. It I, is. I, I I liked a lot of what we what we saw there. Um, yeah. And I had a really good experience, so I'm I'm glad we went, and uh, you know, looking forward to maybe stopping back in uh, uh, around St. Patrick's Day and trying their red. Right. Yeah. Um, that you know, because again, as anybody who's a listener of the show knows, that sort of that is our wheelhouse. That's that's our our you know, like 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 our dad when he anytime he would go to a Mexican food place, he would judge it based on how well they put together a uh, chili relleno. Um, yeah. Uh, we kind of go into a place and say, well, how do you do on this one? And then we'll, you know, and then we go from there. Uh, and he just didn't have that one out right now. And, and again, yeah. it's just the brewing cycle. To be honest, um, I wouldn't be a bit surprised if we went to a few other places this time of year and found the same thing, that they're they're quickly, yeah. you know, they're, they're trying to brew up some more of the Irish Reds for St. Paddy's Day. And, uh, and so, you know, they may not have it on tap right now. Um, but if you're a fan of that kind of beer... It's coming. It's coming. Yeah. So Solo Rio, again, for our listeners, 9395 Farron Boulevard, Sweet K, Rancho Cucamonga. Uh, go check this place out. I think you're going to have a wonderful experience. Uh, get some of the tasters. And like Todd said, you know, smell them first. Yeah. Smell them first. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, Try and, to engage all your senses because yeah. uh, you'll 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 thank us later. Right. You'll thank us later on that one. Uh, we do want to point out again that this is a uh, podcast that discusses that discusses adult beverages in detail and is intended for those of legal drinking age. Please drink responsibly, and if you think you have a drinking problem, go to aa.org for more information. We also ask that you uh, check out a few of the other podcasts here on the Shack Out Bat Network. We have two for, uh, two for Brew, which you're listening to now. We also have Generation Tech, which comes out weekly. We talk about uh, news that's going on in the tech world in depth. And then we've got Two Minute Tech, which is short two-minute uh, podcasts that just tell you how to use your tech better. It's just uh, try this, try that. Sometimes it'll be something that works great for you. Other times it's stuff you don't care about. But it's uh, uh, great tips on how to use your tech better. So uh, thanks for joining us. I'm Todd Brinker. And I'm Tobin Brinker. Thank you again. We'll see you next time. <laughs> Here with you, that makes it two for brew.